all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect. This is our reminder that our righteousness. So this is the other second, the, the next part I'm going into that we are not perfect. The, the reminder is that our righteousness does not come from what we do. It comes from who we believe in. We are not perfect, but the one we believe in is perfect. And he's leading us to a perfect place. When we live our life with that attitude, that, uh, that gap between uh, what, we, what we want to do and what we actually do gets filled with Christ. So we have to worry about less on the outer works and we worry more about what is in ourselves. And this is going to be the goal for today is that I want us all to really do an inward work and look and see, um, am I shining Christ? Am I professing that I'm perfect and I'm really not perfect? And so there, then the disparity happens, the, the difference happens. We see the, 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 and then that, that's not, that's not who we are projecting, right? You want to project a real and true Christ in our lives. And so this also means that we are not going to be fault finding and picking on others imperfections, right? What we don't want done to us, we're not going to do to others. And so um, we embrace people, we embrace our family members for who they are and let them know that Christ can also help them. And that's the attitude uh, that we should have in our homes. Amen. So let's just, so, so that's number one, that we are not perfect. We are not perfect. Number two, number two. And um, a lot of us are going to be like, yeah, I know that one. So let's go a little deeper. In. So number two is show God's love. Show God's love. Showing God's love will take us to do personal work and on our hearts. It will take moments of praying to God to, it, to enlarge our hearts. And in order for that to happen, we need to understand uh, a few things. Okay, so, number, so under that, under showing God's love, because, so just really quick, so in, in order to understand God's love, in order to show God's love, I'm sorry, in order to show God's love, we have to understand God's love. And um, so that is in scripture. That's 1 Corinthians 13. If there's anybody that wants to understand more on what God's love looks like, how it, how it plays out, how it feels like, how it's supposed to be, because the world obviously doesn't really show us a good picture of what love is. The world um, distorts the real meaning of love. You know, um, love in the world, if you ask a lot of people, they will just equate it to sex most of the time. And so 
our views on love are not exactly all there. And so we need to study and go through the different aspects of love. And I would suggest that you just do that. So that brings me to this. Renewing our mind. In order to show God's love, we need to renew our mind. Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The work that Christ does in us will be through his word. That's why showing God's love is work. It's work that starts on the inside. Because in order for us to shine God's love outward, we, all, we have to understand what it is by meditating on the word and allowing it to change and transform how we see things, our perspective. Um, it breaks traditions. You know, the Bible calls them strongholds. If, uh, if uh, you know, the scriptures will call them strongholds. These strongholds are actually things that we have taken on as ways that we see life, that ways that we see the world. And so the only way to break those down and put God's word in it or to show God's love in our lives is through renewing our mind. It's the only way. Um, I'm using myself as an example because it, it, th- this, is, this is real to me. Um, when I first came to Christ, this is one of the things that I didn't fully, fully get. And it took me so much to understand really what God's love is supposed to look like. And the more, so I'm just giving you as an example, the more I understood about God's love, the more I could appreciate um, my friends, the more I could appreciate family, because I began to understand what real love looks like. Does it make sense? I began to understand who really loves me right? Because sometimes because of how we grew up, we may not fully understand what it means for a person to love us or to allow them to love us. And so when I started understanding um, what God's love is supposed to look like, then I could sift through who's being real to me and who's not. You follow? Um, Who is being true, who is not? Because God's love does that. You know, we, we think we sometimes see God's love as uh, something mushy and something gushy and romantic. We have romantic ideas. Uh, God's love is hard. God's love is tough love sometimes. And uh, <laughs> God's, yeah, because, you know, he says to love the unlovely. How, I mean... Have you seen the unlovely, how, what that really looks like? It's, it's, hard, it's hard. It's hard stuff. And Jonah, we've read about Jonah and how he got angry and he didn't want to. He didn't want to go to the Ninevites and save them because he was like, Ugh, they're gross people. 
you know, but he's saying, no, I love them too. This is God's love. You know, it's it's not a romantic, mushy-gushy stuff. It's not the kind of love either where you could just run over a person and uh, think it's like a doormat. Nope, that's not God's love either. You know, so God's love really will help us to understand a lot, a lot of things. And so that's one of the reasons why I made it a point. Uh, I, I believe God wanted me to highlight highlight this. Um, the world will always tell us, see, this is, and this is another example of God's love. The world will always tell us that people can't change, right? Isn't that what the world is telling us? A zebra can't change its stripes. That's what it says. A giraffe will always be a giraffe, you know, but... God's love can see the hardest person change their heart and come to Christ. We saw that last week, right? Miracles do happen. And only God's love makes that possible. See, God's love is mighty. It's very powerful. And so, you know, we have... And so when, in, when it comes to understanding the fullness of that, the only way we're going to do that is by renewing this. Because we have to come to terms with the fact that we don't understand. We lack understanding of, of uh, what it really means. Um, I'm going to read this next one. It's Romans 12, 9 to 13. Romans 12. 9 to 13. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, Continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. And here I see, it starts off with, let love be without hypocrisy. In other words, how can we love, how can we say we uh, have God? How can we say we love God and yet... We can't be good. We don't know how to be kind. Uh, it's listed here. We can't show brotherly love. How, how can we say we have love and we don't have preference one over another? It's we're, we're humble, humility. You know, there's different things listed here. And so not lagging in diligence. In other words, if we can do good to another, we should just go ahead and do it. That's God's love. That's showing God's love. Amen. And so um, I'm going to leave that there. Let's just continue to be kind to others and to ourselves. Be gentle in our responses. Uh, let's do the work of showing because it takes work. You know, it, it, it's not something that's automatic. And, and uh, that's why I started off with we are not perfect because uh, we're not always going to get it right. But if we are con continuing the process we're going to do um, better and better. Amen. 
um, and it'll take a lot of exercise. Amen. So that's that's showing God's love. I want us to be people who believe in God's love, uh, want to show God's love. And then there's like I, I read that verse to show just some of the things that, it, um, you know, what love looks like without hypocrisy. OK, because we, can, we can't say that we love and then we are also not doing they, 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 they go hand in hand. Amen. The next one here, number three. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Uh, this is a big one. And this is a big one because uh, when we are in close proximity with people, our family members, our household, uh, there's a lot of stepping on toes. <laughs> a lot of offenses. Why did you say it? I didn't like your tone. <laughs> you know. Um, there's a lot of that. And so we have to be able to forgive because the truth of the matter is that conflict is inevitable. When we are dealing with people, we just have to know that we will have conflict because if conflict is, I always say this, if conflict is absent, then we're not being real. Okay. There's something wrong. If it's just always, hi, how are you? Oh, okay. You know, it's always happy. Go like, if something is off, all right? Because people, uh, I, I always like this phrase a lot. You bring your whole self everywhere you go, okay? Um, what do I mean? Your whole package, all your quirks, all your uh, things of who you are, what you like, what you don't like. I don't like this. Why'd you put peas in the rice? You know, I don't like it. Why'd you put it there? You know, all this kind of stuff. And so um, we bring our whole selves with us everywhere. And so forgiveness is going to be a big, big part of showing Christ, right? And so um, Ephesians 4.32 says, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted." Forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So, since none of us are perfect, we're going to offend people. We're going to make mistakes. And so, we, when we came to Christ, and we've already said it, we're not perfect. That means that we need forgiveness from God all the time. And so, if we need forgiveness from God, and we are receiving forgiveness from God, then we should also give it. Because then we are being stingy. We're just being stingy because if we realize who we really are and all our inadequacies in God's eyes, and he has said, to you, to me, to us. Listen, I love you the way you are. I'm pouring my blood over you to make you perfect so that you could sit in righteousness with me so that you can inherit the, everything that I am inheriting with me. If he is that generous, who are we to say that I can't forgive X, Y, and Z? Who are we? Are we God? 
Are we bigger than God Almighty? Is that what we are saying? Will we make ourselves our own God by not forgiving? After all that. And I can personally say that I have gotten myself into quite a pickle a few times because of my, you know, uh, dumbness. I don't know, for a lack of word, my my weakness, my... uh, Duh, Jessica, why didn't you, you know, so we all have those moments, right? Like, duh, what was I thinking? Why did I say that? Why did I do that? You know, and I'm praying to God, God, please, just this one time. Well, we say that, right? God, please, this one time, forgive me and get me out of this. Just this one time. We do it over and over again. God is always there. Always there. And so how do we show Christ in our homes? We also have to forgive the offense. Babe, I don't like the peas in my rice. It's okay. I'm going to eat it. My husband is great for that. I don't know. I give it to my husband all the time. He, he, I could tell. I could tell it's not that good. But he's like, it's okay, babe. It's all right. I'm going to still eat it. It's all good. You know, I don't think I want to eat it again, though. <laughs> yeah. He makes it clear. And that's okay. But it's how we do it, right? It's all about how we do it. So please, let's be kind in our homes. Let's be forgiving um, because we are not all perfect. And I want to say this other thing about forgiving so that we fully get it in our heads the next time we think of the word forgiveness. Forgiveness is two words. For and give. For and give. So forgiveness is also a form of giving to others. You're giving them grace. You're giving them God. You're showing them who God is. Despite their imperfections and mistakes. Because listen, we are not also perfect, yeah? So forgiveness is those two words. And it also shows that we have a generous heart. It's part of having a generous heart. And the truth of the matter is that... uh, Forgiving is also uh, for us, okay? We're also letting them go. We're giving them that, but forgiveness is for us. You know, holding on, I want to say this, holding on to offense actually becomes physically, naturally in this realm, toxic to the body when you hold on to that because it starts be, it starts um, like making like a, like a bad like a bad seed, okay? And it starts rotting you out. Um, So it's not good uh, physically speaking or um, emotionally speaking. It's not good for us. And uh, we have to be able to just to let it go. I just want to say these things about what forgiveness is not, okay? Um, To further help us. Forgiveness is not powerlessness forgiveness does not mean people can use us as a doormat forgiveness is not necessarily for the other person and forgiveness sometimes is not automatic what does that last one mean it means that some offenses are so bad that it's a process And that's going to be okay too. Okay, let God do the process of healing that hurt 
and that pain of forgiving that person or offense or whatever it was and let believe God for the process. Amen. Because at the end of the day, what he wants for us is wholeness and completeness. Amen. So now we're coming to the last one. I'm going to round up with this last one. This last one, uh, I always remember it because of a preaching I heard in school one day. The, she was a young, just my same age as I was. And, and I, I, I believe, he, she does such a wonderful job on this sermon that it has stuck with me all these years. Um, and the fourth one is judge ourselves first. Judge ourselves first. Luke 6, verses 41 to 42. Luke 6, 41 to 42 says, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye and then you will clearly see cle- see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. I've heard this saying before. They say that when you are pointing your finger at someone, there are three fingers pointing back at you. And so um, this becomes even more crucial when we're addressing issues with our family. So some of the things from this verse I just want to highlight here is, number one, a speck is smaller than a plank. (laughs) Okay, so in this, in these verses, Jesus is saying that your brother has a speck and you have the plank, which means that The little speck that you see that you're judging your brother for, you probably have it bigger in you. So we always have to keep that in mind that we judge ourselves first. I see the little dirt that he has or that she has or whatever. Do I have it more in me than the what I'm picking on? Right? And then we address that first. And, you know, sometimes I believe in this big time. When we work on ourselves, the people in our house will automatically come. Why? Because they see you change, so they change with you. Amen? They see you change, so they change with you. And um, that's something that we have to also keep into perspective. The next thing I want us to see here, too, in this verse, it says, uh, it says to clearly, clearly, uh, see clearly to remove. So the thing is that when we uh, begin to see that we have the plank and we're working on it, when we fully remove it out, then we really see what the problem is or was, right? We're fully understanding what happened or what's going on 
So then now we can address it and we probably won't address it the same way. We may not even want to address it at that point because uh, we go, it's okay. I mean, people are people. We're not perfect. We're a work in progress. I'm going to let God do the work. And the Holy Spirit is there. I'm going to pray for the person. Does that make sense? And so um, that's something there um, that we should always remember to judge ourselves first, lest we be judged. And uh, I want to say this just as a a, a, a little something. Um, if any of us have children, when we are dealing with them, and I'm not saying don't discipline. That's not what I'm saying. We need to discipline our children. We need to always be there for them. And as uh, I may not have children of my own, but I have helped uh, raise children. And so they are our spit sometimes. You know, when you see that one do like the the thing and you go, where did you get that from? I didn't teach them that. And you want to get really, really angry. Before you get that angry, think about yourself because it's probably the same attitude that your child has is the attitude you have. And then I say that because then when we do that, then we could better approach the situation. So I'm not saying we don't discipline. We do discipline, but sometimes that that changing the approach of how we look at things will help us so much better in dealing with different situations. Amen. Amen. So that, that I'm concluding with that. So in conclusion, let's allow God to work on us first to show God's grace and goodness to others so that we are modeling Christ to our families. And I believe that when we are able to model Christ in our families, it becomes automatic on the outside. Amen. It just becomes automatic on the outside. And we model Christ in our families without hypocrisy, but with love. And we understand and know that we are not per- we are imperfect, but we believe in a perfect God, in a perfect God that will create a clean heart, a whole person, who is righteousness and found only in him. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Lord, may we continue to win over our families for you, Lord God. May we continue to be examples of Christ in our homes, O Lord. As you reign in our homes, as you reign in our families, may your presence, because we are here, Lord God, because we are in our families, may your presence, Lord God, be continuous upon us, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. May we show your love, Lord God, to our family, Lord God. May you continue to reign. May we have the capacity, the heart, O Lord God, to lead, Lord God, as you would have us to lead, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. May we bring our family, Lord God, and others to Christ, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Continue to do your perfect work, Lord God, in us. Amen. Amen. Over to you, Pastor Steve.